listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by The Barbershop 3, located at 3837 Southside Boulevard, Jacksonville, Florida. Ask for Cooks. He can be reached on Instagram at CookHands. He can be booked on Booksy cookhands.booksy.com Word play of the day The raw dog inside This is a term used to describe the area of action on the field that the middle linebacker protects This area exists between the offensive tackles where inside running plays and sometimes pass plays occur It is considered the raw dog inside because of the tremendous collisions that take place between the ball carrier, the offensive lineman, or the fullback by the middle linebacker. The raw dog inside, word play of the day. This week, we had a chance to talk to a former collegiate linebacker. He attended Thomason High School where he started at linebacker and received first team all area and all state honors. He accepted a football scholarship to the University of South Carolina, where he played for the South Carolina football team as a junior college transfer from Georgia Military College. He started 29 of 30 games. He finished his career with 298 tackles, 27 and a half sacks, 30 and a half tackles for loss, and 10 interceptions. He was named first team all SEC by the Associated Press in 2006 after leading the team to 107 tackles. He played in the 2006 Liberty Bowl where he recorded his 100th tackle of the season. He was named to the 2007 Lombardi watch list, one of 49 players named to the 2007 Bronco Nagurski trophy watch list, named to the 2007 Buckus Award watch list, and named to the 2007 Walter Camp player of the year watch list. He was the only Gamecock named preseason first team all SEC by the SEC coaches and the media. As a senior, he was a first team all SEC player and started all but one game for the Gamecocks and ranked second on the squad with 73 tackles. After the end of the 2008 season, he was selected to play in the East-West Shrine game and was a participant at the 2009 NFL Combine in Indianapolis. He was selected in the fifth round of the 2009 NFL Draft and went on to play eight NFL seasons. Mr. Quick Deventure Equipment, Football and Fluff family, welcome University of South Carolina legend and NFL great Jasper Brinkley. Welcome to the show. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Glad to be on with great people and a great brother. <laughs> appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's just get right into these questions. Uh, what got you interested in football and what age were you when you got interested? Uh, I was at the ripe age of 10. Uh, my mother and my father, they didn't want uh, my brother and I to 
to play football because of the contact. It was, you know, very harsh contact sport. And so my dad wasn't, he wasn't going to let us play. And my mother wasn't going to let us play. It was my, uh, my first cousin and he's a short, short guy, man. His name is uh, Reggie Brinkley. Um, he told my dad, he looked my dad in the eyes and told my dad, he said, I I'll take him to practice and everything. Uh, just, just let him play. Let him play because we were, we, my brother and I, we was always bigger than, uh, than our, uh, our age group. And yeah. so for some reason, my cousin saw something in us that we didn't see. And, and I mean, he got us out there, man, 10 years old on a rec, playing rec, recreation ball, uh, on the B team. So you have the B team and the A team and our first year we played on the B team and, and didn't know anything about playing football, man. We just know to be able to run into somebody, man, it, it was fun. And even though it hurt it at the time, it was fun, you know. And then me having a twin, I've been competing my whole life since birth. So even still to this day, we compete at everything. And I mean everything. And I think with me, it's, I'm a little overboard with it because it bled over into my marriage because I compete with my wife. <laughs> which is an athlete as well and so man it, it's it's crazy man it's it's a habit that that i can't i can't get rid of but um yeah my cousin man is, you know i give all the credit to him even still to this day man i was like man you know if it wasn't for you man i, I don't know what i'll be doing i really don't <laughs> i really don't so you got started playing when you were about you said about 10 years old yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, that progressed on to high school. And yeah. what schools were you getting recruited by once you started playing high school football? Uh, playing high school ball. Uh, and, and I talk about this every time I get a chance to talk to the youth. Um, I, I really didn't take school that serious in the beginning. Uh, my ninth grade year, I played junior varsity. 10th uh, grade year, I wasn't eligible. Because I was, you know, playing ball and just, you know, thinking I was God gift to the earth, which I wasn't, and uh, just taking it for granted. And um, God has a funny way of humbling you. And yes, so, sir. come tenth grade year, I, I was, I was ineligible. And also, man, a unique, unique thing that happened uh, to me also, which I looked at as a challenge to become a better man and a person. I end up having my first child at the age of fifteen. And so my whole set of thinking had to change. My whole mindset had to change. I had my, my first son, which his name is uh, Juwan. Um, he was born uh, February 19th, man, and changed my whole life. 2001 changed my whole life. Yes, but for the better, for the better, because I was running the streets and, and th thinking I was grown. Now I had this little mouth to feed. So now I'm working at Sonic. Yes. And playing football. So, uh, but at the time I knew I had somebody that was depending upon me and I knew I, it didn't matter what, what I did, man, I had to do it because I saw that also within my mother and my father, uh, yes. you know, just their grind, their struggle, uh, how they provided for, for three kids or set of twins and, and a, and a, and a daughter. And so, uh, the grind never left. Um, it, it only inspired me and just fueled that fire to, get my head on straight and get the opportunity to get out of high school and get a chance to play football. And in high school, schools came because we had seven guys go division one off, off of that team. We, we went oh, wow. 15 and 0 in the state of Georgia. Um, but I didn't have the grade. So Georgia come, Georgia came in, they took a guy, uh, it was a blue chip linebacker. 
uh, Georgia Southern came in, uh, Clark Atlanta came in, Louisville came in. Uh, but I, I was one of the guys that didn't have the grade. So here I go, like, just saying, man, what, what am I going to do? And then at that point, I didn't even think football could work for me. I was just planning to be to have fun and have something to do. And um, I think my 12th grade year, the head coach from Georgia Military College walked in my, uh, head, co- my head high school coach's uh, office and just asked me, could he sit down with me? And he told me, he said, hey, man, got an opportunity for you to have a scholarship here at uh, Georgia Military College. I'll never forget Coach Burt Williams. He had on a black leather jacket, looking like he looked like a white shaft. So I was like, man, who is this guy with this this black long leather jacket? And uh, he told me that, and I was just like, you're the only school I have, so I don't have anything else to lose. So, yeah, where, where can I sign? When do I sign? <laughs> and um, t- took off from there and – I think I got on campus January. Nope. Oh, it was the fall. It was the uh, um oh fall of three. And um so something happened with the with the graduation test at my high school. I had to go back and retake that. So I had to sit out that year. Okay. So at that point, I had I was just working jobs then, um, just to be able to you know be able to provide for my son. And absolutely, at that point when I was working uh, the nine to five, man, I was like, I don't give a damn what it is. I have to make it. I have to I have to make it because I I don't want to do this. And where I'm from, the town is is very industrialized, so you mm-hmm. know everybody has factory jobs pretty much. And so uh, when I had the opportunity to go go back to Georgia Military College in Millersville, Georgia. And that, that following year, uh, January, the winter quarter is what they called it. Man, I was like a, a, a cannon. I was like a cannon, man. I never stopped. Yes. So, and then from then on, I never had an issue with my grades. I even got an extra uh, scholarship for, for my grade level being so high at Georgia nice. Military College. So, um it, it worked out great. It was military, so it was structured, very structured. Uh, I ended up gaining rank, um, and by the time I graduated um, in 2005, December 2005, I graduated early also. Nice. So at that time, I, I had the rank of a regimental um, S5, which is a captain, so Yes. Everybody was saluting me. So I was like, man, I think I did pretty good for myself. Absolutely. Uh, went to the University of South Carolina uh, January 2006 uh, as a junior. So now I'm like, man, you only have two years to make something shake. What you going to do? Exactly. Exactly. What What made you become a, a South Carolina Gamecock? Though? Uh, the University of Georgia, I was going to go there. My best friend was a linebacker there. Uh, okay. Never done. Uh, he played there. Um, he at this year he was a junior, just as, just as I was coming out. And I went and took an official visit, and they told me they said we're offer we will offer you, but we won't offer your brother. And that's my twins. So I'm like, well, we're a package deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we're gonna split up for the last right, two years. Right. And so it was Georgia, um, University of Memphis, Arizona State which we had committed to, uh, South Carolina, and Clemson and Florida came in. Clemson and Florida came in at, uh, the day before signing day. 
Okay. But at that point, I was like, you coming in this late, that means the guys that you were recruiting don't turn you down. So now you coming, you know, you circling back. So I was like, no. But Arizona State was – they was most most loyal. But after I talked to uh, Coach Spurrier, Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach, which everybody hates, <laughs> it just made sense to, to stay in the SEC, number one, where the best footballers play. And also Coach Steve that Spurrier with his rep- – Yeah, with his reputation – uh, he's gonna get, garner all the attention, and plus they kicked off uh, Thursday. They kicked off college football every year, every Thursday. University of South Carolina versus somebody. So why not get that national exposure? It was all, uh, you know, calculated for me because I know I had two years. I had to do something. I had to make something shake. So with that being said, the first year on campus, my first practice, I end up knocking one of the receivers out. And coach put me on the sideline. And I was like, what? You know, coming from Georgia Military College, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with a chip on my shoulder because I have something to prove. I have something to show the world. Um, and coach just was like, hey, my defense coordinator was like, hey, we need that. We've been missing that around here. Um, glad We're glad to have you, but this is your, that's your teammate. We need to get through the season. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm sorry, coach. You know, uh, and, and then I just had to learn how to practice, had to learn how to practice. That's all. Um, cause at Georgia military, it was, you know, survival of the fittest. You know, I seen some of the, the best athletes in junior college. Some of the best athletes come from junior college, just didn't have the grades for some, for some form of reason or fashion, man. They just didn't take care of business in high school. But, you know, junior college is like a second chance. And um, if you don't succeed on your second chance, then it's on you. Yeah. And um, going to University of South Carolina, first game, Thursday night, Mississippi State, starts, starts with Mississippi. I'll never forget it. First play, quarterback roll out. In my head, I'm dropping back in coverage, saying, I know he's not about to run this. I know <laughs> he's not about it. Oh, he took off running. He took off running. I didn't even think twice. I just took off running. I said, oh, I got to go get him. I got to mm-hmm. I gotta meet him. And, and may the best man win. And, man, when I hit that guy, man, the, the whole stadium erupted. Yes, sir. And I'm talking about erupted. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was a feeling that came over my body I never felt before, man. And I was like, wow, that's what this is going to be like. Yes, sir. And that – at that time, the feeling was coming back in my arm. I didn't know I had a stinger. <laughs> so when the feeling came, I was like, ah, oh, I broke. I think I broke my collarbone or something. Ran <laughs> over to the sideline. <laughs> like, oh, coach, man, my shoulder took me out. The trainer looked at me, and uh, he was like, you all right? It's just a stinger. Then the feeling came back, and, the, you know, the, the little weird numbness went away. And, yeah. shoot, man, I was able to come back. My first game of the year, man, college football, Thursday night, everybody watched the whole United States, my phone was blowed up, blown up at the end of the game, man. And I think I, I led the team in tackles, man. Like, had a sack and everything. I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, God's really that, shining that, down on me now. Yeah, that uh, video clip is still on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I showed it to Fluff last night. Yeah, right. I showed it to I said, this man was eating people on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that now, first you, year, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Willis, all the Patrick Willis yes. is gonna be a Hall of Fame in the SEC, man. Just being able to garner attention with him, the first team All SEC linebacker, man. That's Gerard that's like Mayo. That's accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. As, man. as you stated before, and I certainly agree. And I will say this 
to anybody that that likes or loves college football, the best college football is played in the SEC. I don't care who says what they think about the Big Ten or any other conference. <laughs> the best athletes go to the SEC. Oh, yeah. With that being said, that's why it's even more impressive that you were an SEC linebacker because they believe in running the football in the SEC. Oh, yeah. And you oh, played no inside question. linebacker. And no so question. you met up with a few folks and you let them know what time it was, too, when oh, you met yeah. up with them. So some hell of a collisions that I yeah. witnessed. <laughs> so, oh, and the yeah. other thing you touched on earlier, you said something about growing up with the twin, you were always competitive. It, at one point, did you guys compete for the same position or was it always you were a linebacker, he was a DN, or did you play opposite side uh, linebacker? Yeah, or? yeah we, in uh, junior college, we played uh, opposite side uh, linebackers. And even in high school, we played opposite side linebackers. And uh, <laughs> in college – we we was uh we need we we needed him to play DN, which was for me was weird because I weighed more than him. Okay. But he he did a hell of a job, you know, with his size and you know with, with his strengths, and he became a pretty damn good DN. And uh, I would say certain situations we he would play outside linebacker. We played the University mm-hmm. of Georgia. We won a game. He played outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the highlights of our career, man. But we we never kind of competed for the same position. Gotcha. Okay. And what did you do? Let's 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 talk about your off season preparations because the guy that I saw that when I stood next to you, you are a massive human being, and I don't mean <laughs> fat. I mean you just you're just a massive, like the perfect inside linebacker, which is right. <laughs> I would have loved to coach you. And, and Fluff tells me all the time, you tell everybody that. No, I'm serious. This is an SEC linebacker. I would have loved to coach you. So what did you do in the offseason to prepare yourself uh, for, the, for the upcoming season? Uh, during the uh, NFL year, I had to kind of lean on the old heads because I didn't really know how to take care of my body. Um, I just – my first year, I really – I was just – I try to wait to the last three, four, four weeks before training camp. Ah, oh, terrible decision. Um, but after that first year was out the way, I, I was able to lean on veterans like uh, E.J. Henderson, Adrian Peterson, uh, and Jared Allen. Man, those guys basically told me, "Hey, look, man, this this is a lifestyle. You know, football is three sixty five. You know, I know a lot of people think it's just you know these couple of months in the fall, but." It's three sixty five, and then if you look on it, look, look at the games now, man. Guys are tearing ACLs because of what they thought they wasn't. They thought the season wasn't going to be, you know, because yeah. of the, uh, the pandemic, man. And and your yeah. body's just not used to doing all that stopping, going, cutting, taking off again. Yes, you know those hamstrings, those tendons. You know, um, it, it's crazy, crazy how unique the body is and how resilient the body is when you don't train it the way it's supposed to be trained to perform at an optimal level. And so uh, once those guys showed me how to take care of my body, man, it, it was, it was no question. And then I met the love of my life, which is an Olympian. I had, I had, I had a nutritionist in my back pocket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, man. So the crazy thing that, that, that year I was telling you that I didn't really do it. I got up to like 290 pounds. I remember I still I said, "Ooh, I can't go to training count like this," because my training count weight was two fifty five, and if oh. I would have showed up at two ninety, that was five hundred dollars a pound. Wow! So, yeah, they would have that would have hurt bad. 
And so, man, I ran like crazy to get that weight off. And I got it down, man. I got it off. I got it off. And I never had that issue again because I was always one of those. I'm a deep southern backwood, dirt road, uh, cornbread, collard green, uh, macaroni and cheese guy. So we was we 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 ate good, man. And 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 my family is always on the bigger side, so I always had to mm-hmm. fight with the weight. I was one of those guys sitting in the, in the sauna on a um, Thursday night, knowing that we got to weigh in on Friday mornings. I was one of those guys with the old lineman. <laughs> 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 so yeah <laughs> what was uh what was some of the biggest differences i know you just touched on the league but um and you did you did eight years in the league is that correct yeah. eight yeah, years correct. What, what was what was the biggest difference you saw in sec football and nfl football um the biggest difference was i was i would say you have more time to prepare for your opponents as far as like film study, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, classes or anything, but the strength, I would say the old linemen are, or that's international football league. They're, they're a little faster. They're a little faster and they're stronger. Um, and uh, the preparation part, the program I came up in, I was ready for it. Yes. Uh, the physicality part, the program I came up in, I was ready for. Uh, it was more the 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 speed of the game. Gotcha. It increased a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, you know, guys that come out the uh, the SEC, man, they they tra- the transition is not hard. Mm-hmm. Got it. What what are uh, some attributes now that you have? been a successful SEC linebacker, you've been a success, successful NFL linebacker. Uh, what are some of the attributes that you look for in a linebacker? Uh, the guy, the, the physical ones, they're not, not scared to go up and, and, and put their head in the fire. You know, a lot of guys, the, the newer generation, they, to me, they seem like they want to run around blocks instead of just getting rid of the block. God, I'm glad you said that. It's I, kind of it's it's almost a lost art now. Yes. I am so glad you said that. I was <laughs> watching the game this Saturday, and this was a top SEC linebacker, and I'm not gonna name the school, right. but he's supposed to be this top SEC linebacker. And I watched this game, I watched him take four plays in a row off. And, right. I, and there was an opportunity for him to go in and put his head in the fire. And he kind of went up and just kind of put his, both of his hands out. It was like, like he wasn't trying to get hurt or anything. <laughs> and plus, he, he looked like he needed to gain another 20 pounds to me. In right, order to right, be yeah. Inside run stopper. Yeah, I can believe how the play has changed with yeah, inside man. linebackers. I can't yeah, believe man. it. It's, they, it's heartbreaking they, to watch it. Yeah, they they went they went to more of the hybrid hybrid type guys now, um, yeah. which is I don't and maybe it's an NFL thing, but I think the league is kind of trying to gear toward being safer. Maybe I mean, obviously they're trying to be safer, but uh, it's certain things that you can't change about the game because playing football is 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 a gladiator sport. It takes the place of the gladiators. If you really think about it, just really think about what other sport can you run and try to knock somebody's lights out with that intent? (laughs) I mean, you can hockey, but I mean, 
you know, that's different though. You can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's yeah, they put you in the penalty box. Yeah. <laughs> and and then with the National Football League, man, to be playing, man, I think you got to have a couple screws loose. At least one or two, real especially to play linebacker. <laughs> to see some of those fullbacks, man, I was in there with Vontae Leach, you know, Jerome Felton, man, uh, man. Some of those guys were some, you know, yeah. Lorenzo Neal, man, those some big time fullbacks. <laughs> I tell Fluff all the time, you need at least a guy who will eat grass. You need at least four or five of them. Yeah. Yeah. At least four or five of them that don't mind oh, just yeah. picking up a handful of grass and eating it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, tell us yeah. about life after football. How are things going for Jasper Brinkley? So life after football, man, I was able to uh, start my own transportation business, uh, hauling cars and also uh, petrochemicals. Um, we moved to uh, Texas. Um, we was in Arizona for a year. Um, Georgia, um, where I'm originally from. But we, we really love Texas, man. We love Texas. Um, I, I have a great backbone support support system, family and friends. But most importantly, man, it, my wife, man. Honestly, like like without her, man, like I don't half the stuff I ever dreamed of and thought of, man. I, I wouldn't even attempted it because uh. She was the one kind of gave me the nudge with the uh, transportation business. She was like, "Baby, you talk about it all the time. Just do it. Why you keep you keep talking about it and doing all this research? Just do it." So I guess it was it was something holding me back, being reserved. And she was just like, "Just do it, you know." Yes, sir. You, you manif- you've manifested. Just just do it. That's right. That's like, right. And, and and I believe the saying, man: every strong man has a strong woman behind him. That's you right. Know? That's right, brother. We come from the same cloth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. So tell us, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, Instagram and uh, Twitter uh, handles are at JasperHitman54. And uh, Facebook is uh, Jasper Brinkley. I have two pages. One is a fan page and one is just uh, my regular page. The uh, fan page is the one I have a University of South Carolina, uh, a T on like this, uh, yes. but it's, you know, black and garnet. And the other one is uh, a picture of my family, my kids on the background and uh, has a picture of me in the front, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, sir, we most certainly appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. We most certainly want you to come back to the show and and we can talk even more about some more topics that are very interesting. And I I just felt like somebody, anybody, everybody needed to hear your story. And I even learned some some new things myself today. So I just want to thank you for coming by. I know, like I said, I know we family, but you know, you could have said no. And you could have said, Um, but you came on through and that's nothing but love, and it'll always be love. You know that. And always. Whenever you have a chance to come back, you let us know, and we will most certainly invite you and have you on to talk to the Football and Fluff family. Oh, definitely, man. I, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. Um, hopefully, you know, a younger guy that's in the same situation I was in could 
take that information and kind of apply it to him, his or her life, man. And you just never know who may need to hear it. You just never know. Exactly, exactly. Football and Fluff family, Jasper Brinkley. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.